welcome to Launch, the GCC podcast. I'm your host, Marty Duran, Director of Communications for the Great Commission Collective. We're a global network of churches partnering together to plant churches and strengthen leaders. Well, today on Launch, we're starting a new series. It's a periodic series called New Pastors Roundtable. These are not guys who are new to the pastorate, but they are in churches that are new to Great Commission Collective. And today, we have Ryan Burgess. He pastors near Fort Walton Beach down in Florida. Julian Freeman, he's in Ontario, Canada, and Jorge Rodriguez, who's in the Rogers Park area of Chicago. Be looking for new episodes of the New Pastors Roundtable, periodic series, as I mentioned. So as pastors come in and churches come into GCC, they'll be featured. So we're going going at it right now with the first New Pastors Roundtable. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Launch. Thanks for coming around. I'm really excited about, uh, for what lack of a better term, I'll just say a round table today with several of our new GCC pastors. I'm going to go from the south to the north, I think. Uh, Ryan Burgess, you are somewhere in Florida. Are you in the panhandle down there? Yeah, we are. So I, I know people typically think kind of Miami or Keys or something like that, but we're up in what they often call lower Alabama. Yeah. Okay. So are you near like Orange Beach and Gulf Shores and those parts? Yeah. Fort Walton is a neighboring city to Destin. So a lot of people are familiar with Destin. Yeah. Very cool. And then uh, on the north side of Chicago, Jorge Rodriguez, are you near uh, any of the lakes? Is there like big water up next to you or just like creeks? Yeah. So we got Lake Michigan. That's right about uh, five blocks away from where I live. So north, uh, north side of Chicago, Rogers Park is, is literally adjacent to uh, that mass body of not ocean, but of lake. Wow. It, it seems like an ocean, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're right here. That's awesome. And then Julian Freeman, uh, you're somewhere in Canada, and I will be embarrassed to guess where, but you're going to speak English today and not French, right? I'll I'll do my very best. My my kids go to French school, but I'll uh, I'll I'll stick with English for the for today. Yeah. <laughs> and where are you? You're in Ontario. We are. Yeah, we're in the city of Toronto. Okay, excellent. So glad you guys can hang today. Um, you're you're on the newer end of the spectrum of GCC pastors, and so I just wanted to give you guys a chance to get to know each other and uh, everybody a chance to get to know you. So, um, Julian, since you're big on the screen right now, we'll just start with you. Are you a, a are you native Canadian? Is that where you're born and bred, or did you get imported from somewhere? Yeah, I'm in in Toronto, especially. I'm in the minority in that sense, and that I was born and raised here. Uh, so, I was born on the west side of the city, and my great migration was when we planted on the east side of the city. <laughs> but for the most part, I've spent my entire life here in, in Toronto. Okay, and. Um, you go to seminary up there or something like that or school? How, how was your uh, education up there? Yeah. So um, wanted to stay in Canada for my education, if at all possible. Um, wanted to stay part of the local church that I was a part of at that point, keep working in the church while I was doing my schoolwork. So I went to Heritage College and Seminary for my undergrad and Toronto Baptist Seminary right in the city for my, uh, for my MDiv. Excellent. Uh, now, Jorge, you are from the Americas, but not North America, right? Correct. Yeah, South America. Excellent. So uh, where did you grow up? Yeah, so came from Venezuela uh, when I was nine years old and landed in Miami, Florida. So uh, some 
some miles further down south than Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, lived in Miami an accumulation of uh, 19 years. Okay. And um, now in Chicago, an accumulation of 16 and a half years. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Ryan, you kind of look like you're from Florida. Is that accurate? It is not. It is not. No, I'm actually from Texas. So I grew up uh, outskirts of Houston and then lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex before moving here about eight years ago. Okay, fantastic. Now, did you did you move to Fort Walton to start the church? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, were you planted by someone or did you just like wake up one morning with the spirit of the Lord burning Fort Walton Beach on your heart? Uh, well, uh, not with a particular organization, uh, my church that I was a part of, I was part of a church plant in, uh, the Fort Worth area as a associate pastor there and, uh, had been with them for about six years on staff. And then when I felt the Lord doing a work to plant, um, I was looking at the North side of Fort Worth and then through various various different uh, reasons the Lord kind of put this area on my heart. And uh, when I decided that this is where the Lord was leading, my church family kind of said, well, there's not a whole lot we can do for you all the way in Fort Walden Beach. So they gave me three months of salary and they prayed for me on a Sunday wow. morning, commissioned me out and sent me. So uh, with, yeah, so there wasn't a particular uh, a particular planting network or denomination. We had, we had a Calvary Chapel church here uh, that ended up sewing a few people into helping us get off okay. the ground. So we've kind of had a conglomerate of just uh, the Lord just surfacing various people. So I do feel like he helped us in planting. Uh, however, uh, we didn't have a specific organization or a church kind of behind us the whole time. That's really amazing, man. That's like going out not knowing where he was going. A little Abraham action going on there. Uh, yeah, Julian, sure. <laughs> Julian, how did you come to plant? You've already told us you moved from one side of the city to the other in that long trip from to Ur uh, or from Ur. Uh, how did you wind up planting there? Yeah, so I was serving, um, as, as I mentioned, when I was doing my education, especially the undergrad, I was serving um, at a church on the west side of the city in the area that I grew up in and I was on an associate role there for several years um, into my seminary towards the end of my seminary and then um, just really kind of prayerful uh, sensing of the spirits leading for us we from from the time that church that I was part of had been a church plant itself uh, was part of uh, largely an independent church plant um, just starting out of nothing building a small group small small core group if i could talk more, and, uh, and so being a part too. of that from the beginning so that's so a small group might attract more people i don't know. Hey, you know, uh, know yeah so we uh, <laughs> we we got um so having watched that church grow from the ground up we had it in our hearts that we wanted to see um, church plants multiply so we had been a part of partnering with a couple of the church plants in the city in the years leading up to our plant and then it was really just a matter of um, the, the elders there commissioning us to go. We uh, were sent with a group of people from uh, the church in the west side who were already living in the east side. So that's oh, really cool. how yeah. we kind of identify. We said, we know we got a group of people here. Let's let's roll with it and see what we can do. Cool. Now, the name of your church actually has kind of the neighborhood appended to it. Is that right? I can't remember it exactly. What is it? Yeah, so we're Grace Fellowship Church, Don Mills. Um, the church that we were planted out of is Grace Fellowship Church, and they're in Rexdale, okay. on the west side of the city. Very cool. 
All right, Jorge, this, if I remember correctly from our, our conversation last week, this is your second church plant, or is it the second church you've pastored in your first church plant? So second church plant and uh, third church I've pastored. Okay, so how did you wind up in Rogers Park? That's a long way from Miami, dude. Yeah, yeah, especially during the winters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, coming out of Moody, um, Basically, the Lord opened up the door to uh, enter into a role, a pastoral role, as a youth and young adult pastor in 2003. For four years, I ministered in a neighborhood called Edgewater Baptist Church, which happens to be the neighboring neighborhood here in Chicago to Rogers Park. Uh, after those four years, I uh, went to Miami, uh, led a church merger over there, um, also planted a church. And uh, after five years, we just sensed uh, home calling us back, Chicago. Uh, and so when Edgewater Baptist Church, which was the church I was previously serving at here in Chicago, heard of that, they said, could you help us out in three ways? One, just continue to bring further diversity in the body to help us become more missional and evangelistic in our community. And three, plant the church out of us. So they brought me in as a full-time pastor, as an elder, and uh, we planted Grace Family Church out of that. So there was already credibility in the neighborhood. Mm, excellent. Um, or you just keep talking for just a second on, uh, and let's, let's shift. Well, first of all, let me ask, do any of you guys have questions for each other right quick about, you know, how you got going and where you wound up and that kind of stuff? Uh, if not, that's fine. If so, just jump in at any time. So let's kind of move from the uh, the church planting side and the ministry background uh, kind of stuff and a little more personal. What, what do you like to do? I mean, are you like a, a mountain climber or a, you know, a motorcycle racer or anything like that? What are your hobbies and what do you do for enjoyment? You know, I, I mean, just personally, I, I enjoy being with family, um, enjoy listening to different kinds of music, everything from salsa, merengue to, um, Wait, Gosh, are those are those different kinds of music? Yes, they oh, are. They okay. are. <laughs> that's that's yeah. way outside um, of my zone, brother. Thank you. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> but they're both, uh, you know, they both have deep roots in the Caribbean. Excellent, uh, my yeah. father is Cuban. My mother's from Aruba. So I'm a, I'm a mixed Caribbean mutt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, listening to music, reading, being with family, I think would, would be my, my top three. Excellent. Julian, what about you? Yeah, so um, being stereotypical Canadian, uh, growing up playing hockey, so that's always a uh, that's that's always a fun thing. In recent years, um, in uh, in in large part with the influence of Ian Hales, another uh, GCC pastor up here, yeah. I've gotten into uh, cycling. So I love love doing road cycling oh, cool. in yeah. particular, and then and then obviously just uh, like Jorge was saying, similar reading, time with family, um, all those types of things are top of the list as well. So I don't know which hockey team you pull for. You have a C and an H on your hat. I think I mocked you for Canadians one time, but I don't even know if that's the right team. Absolutely it is. Yeah, they're the only Canadian team left in the playoffs right now. And and so I like to remind all of my friends up here of that reality. Oh, so hockey's still going on? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> only for four teams. <laughs> yeah, the playoff, playoffs are still going give a shout out to Julian for product placement. He's got the plurality principle on his, uh, on his shelf where we can see it. 
That's we're awesome. actually doing a, a a reading group right now with some of the other GCC pastors up here. So it's it's oh, there because cool. I got a call tomorrow. We're working through a few chapters. So yeah, excellent, very good. That's good. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Uh, I have to admit, I, I met you first uh, last year at the senior pastor wife retreat, which you attended while you're on your honeymoon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and we met really briefly. I think we might just passed in the in the lobby or something like that. It was really quick. Um, so you might actually still be the the most recently married GCC pastor. Uh, but when I first met you and your wife, my if somebody had made me place a bet, I would have bet that you guys were college cheerleaders. Is that accurate? <laughs> no, no, I, I wasn't. I was a college tennis player for a couple okay. of years. Uh, she she's a cheerleader dancer did all okay. that um in the past so you'd be a little bit more accurate with well, her, I lost sure. half my money that makes me feel better <laughs> yeah no uh but we both love being active so uh we both love uh staying in shape and uh start our morning out in god's word and then make our way to the gym before we get to the church and then just really anything active i still try to play tennis about once a week or once every two weeks. And, uh, and then I, I've picked up since I moved here, paddle boarding, uh, just living on the water. Oh yeah. That's that a water. One I forgot. Things. That's a water thing, right? Yeah. I felt like I, I don't Skiing seemed, uh, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm a, a, a little old for maybe starting to pick up skiing for the first time. Plus you have to have a boat and, you know, all the other components <laughs> go with it. And then uh, surfing, we do have some surfing in our area, so that does happen some. Uh, we don't really have the waves that other places yeah. have, but people do surf around here. But still, I thought at 41, I'm like, I don't know that, you know, I, I guess when I moved here, I was still uh, in my early 30s, but still it just seemed like a, a big hill to yeah. climb to try to learn surfing uh, at that point in time. So paddle boarding was like a little safer way to get into the water and get some exercise. So I enjoy doing that on the Dude, water. I'm all for safety. So uh, <laughs> you don't have any friends that can drag you behind their boat with one of those hang glider things and, you know, let you scope out things from a higher vantage point. Yeah. I, I mean, those happen quite a bit around here. Uh, in fact, if you just want like, uh, I, I don't know exactly what you would pop in on YouTube or if you were just going to Google it. Um, but, uh, they, they had one, one of the parasailing deals, uh, a few years back where somebody was doing it and it got disconnected from, uh, disconnected from the boat and they floated all the way into a high rise, ran into a high rise oh, and destined and so if you just want to, they were say, you know, everything ultimately turned out okay. But so it's, you can't kind of laugh and not feel too bad yeah, about was, it because they ultimately they were all right at the end of it, yeah. but you can go find it on YouTube. So it makes me a little leery of, uh, of, uh, of jumping on one yeah, of those. I, I've never been a big fan of those things. Um, what's your favorite thing about ministry? Um, you know, I would say, uh, one thing, in the past, uh, I really just love to see people fall in love with God's Word and the depth of God's Word and its application for their life. Um, I, I, like I would assume most pastors have some type of passion for that, right? Or, or you're probably uh, not uh, not serving the Lord uh, how He would want you to. But So I would say that's one passion. And then uh, another passion, I think, over the years, just as the Lord has grown me in this, even just the last seven or eight years as the Lord has grown me in this is also just being able to connect the centrality of the gospel better 
and uh, and help the people in our church uh, be able to make those connection points too. So that while we're still feeding them God's word, we're not just uh, feeding them something that's uh, a, a grace for salvation, and then they just kind of fall into kind of the Christian principles of moralism. Uh, but really just helping them to understand what does it look like for the gospel to impact every day of their life uh, in a way that's not just sharing their faith with people, but what it means for their union with Christ and just all the other myriad of, myriad of things. So that, that's really become another just central passion over the last few years as well. That's good stuff. Julian, what about you? What's, your, what's the favorite thing that you find in ministry? Well, I love all of what uh, what Ryan was saying there. It all resonates with me too. Uh, I remember as well hearing one time um, Mark Dever saying something to the effect of he's he's glad he's a pastor because he's not sure how good of a Christian he'd be if he wasn't. Um, <laughs> and that, that that stuck with me. Like I I I love the fact that being in ministry means um, what I'm what I'm called to do is to be in the Word, uh, to be in prayer. Um, and if you don't want to do either one of those things on a given day, um, the work's going to take you there. Um, it's, it's hard to carry on a ministry without praying. Like it's, it, the Lord's constantly, uh, driving you back to your knees. And so I think just that, that communion with the Lord and his, the, the ability to study the word, to meet him in prayer. And then also I think just, um, as a natural introvert, um, body life like i'm 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 so helped by the fellowship i have with the saints and i i think just being in ministry forces all those those connections in ways that i naturally wouldn't necessarily be inclined and it gives you front row seats um to just seeing people changed by the grace of god mm -hmm. and we live in a world that's just man we're we're surrounded by people that want to change so desperately um and and we just see the power of god up close life by life, day by day, changing people, which is just, it's, it's so precious. So I, I love seeing God at work in people's lives. That's awesome. Jorge. Yeah. I love what Ryan and uh, Julian are saying. Um, completely. Uh, I mean, one accord with that too, you know, for me on my end, I guess on a, on an individualistic level and on a collective level, um, individually, I, I, I just love it when people are able to see the, the beauty of the gospel everywhere from salvation, where regeneration takes place, to them understanding how the centrality of what Christ has done now begins to permeate their whole life. Mm -hmm. Everything from economics to how they engage in their neighborhood um, as a kingdom citizen, mm -hmm. um, how that seeks to restore certain aspects of their family life. Um, even how they pursue work and then seek to no longer steal, but to gain an honest living, but then uh, use that to bless others. Uh, sort of the Ephesians chapter four, I think Paul in verse 27 or 26 alludes to that. So love seeing the gospel manifest itself in, in, in that way as they grow in grace and an understanding of their union with Christ. Mm. But then also collectively uh, seeing how the kingdom of God advances through our people and as they're being discipled through these kingdom posts, right? And uh, seeing how the shalom of the city, um, the peace of the city um, just flourishes. Uh, I love it when folks in our community tell us because of the people in our church, wow, I did not know church was about this. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they see a generosity that 
is not like any other. Uh, they see, uh, you know, this this altruistic bent towards uh, there being uh, biblical or social justice, where it's not about a people group, but about a higher calling to a higher king. And uh, I mean, I love it when collectively our people are able to do that, and our community experiences the shalom of the kingdom mm. uh, through their work. That's good. So I want to ask each one of you, because you're, you and your churches came into GCC, you weren't planted by or out of GCC. And I, I'm not really asking for a GCC commercial. So this is not like, um, you know, Geico or something coming up here. Uh, but just really quickly, how did you learn? And then what was the, the draw that wanted that kind of compelled you to pursue or ask questions? Uh, and I'm asking you this question so that as people are listening, they'll, they'll know how people outside the network kind of think about the network, especially when they're getting close, what are some of the things they're looking for? So this is kind of like to help our guys think about what it means to be in the network for guys who aren't currently in the network. So Julian, let's start with you. Yeah, uh, that's, that's been a, it's been a long journey for us in in one sense uh when we were planting the church so our church is about 10 years old now uh when we were looking to plant um back at that point in time um there were a couple harvest bible fellowship plants up in the area mm. um so just trying to get used or, or get get familiar with what hbf was about um i somehow came across one of the guys shared with me that you know church plant playbook from way back in the day when it's a mm. big fat binder everything's printed out you know so going through that reading learning uh, being impressed with a lot of the thought that was put into there um but having a few differences things i needed to work through still and um, the, the big key for me was not so much anything that was written in a playbook or anything I saw produced um, publicly. It was the relationships that started to develop with the guys who were in the movement. Mm -hmm. And um, over the last 10 years, we've just seen um, time and again, um, when I've needed counsel, when I've needed help, um, when, when my wife and I needed care, um, guys from the GCC were the guys that were there. Um, when, when our church was going through stuff, we just were like, Hey, how do we figure this out? Um, we, we went through a step where we had commissioned one of our pastors a little while ago to go. He's actually teaching at a college in Serbia now, Bible college in Serbia wow. right now. Um, but that, that meant our number of elders was reduced. We, we needed some interim elders to step on board. It was a GCC church, uh, redemption Durham that was able to do that. So really, um, the relational piece, getting to know the guys and their wives here, um, having those relationships established, building trust, seeing what gospel community, gospel friendship, gospel partnership looks like. In, in an ironic sense, their their kingdom mindset, like their their kingdom perspective of like, hey, here's another like-minded church that we can help, um, regardless of whether we were part of the GCC or not, mm -hmm. was actually really uh, broke down a lot of barriers and started to build trust. And it was really attractive in a, in a gospel way, in a Christ-like way to, to, to pull us in. So just the, the friendship, the relationships, the local partnerships was was the big thing for us. That's awesome. Ryan, what you got down there in Fort Walton Beach? Uh, ours was, I guess, a, a bit atypical um, in that we are established a relationship and, and knew Dave Harvey first. Okay. Um, and then saw from that, uh, when he was in a period of transition, the GCC approached him. And so from some of those initial conversations to 
where he was just starting to kind of talk with the GCC some mm-hmm. and then seeing his progression into joining the GCC. Um, and then that kind of opened up a door uh, for us to kind of keep an eye, get to know about GCC, keep an eye on GCC, and then even to see what that kind of Dave coming on board, what that would look like connected to the GCC. So ours yeah, is probably a bit cool. of a typical, a typical route. Yeah, but that's still good. It's still interesting to know that um, that Dave's influence um, in your life and y'all's relationship was sturdy enough to for you to have a continued interest when he got settled. That this is something you guys would be, want to be a part of. That's excellent, really. Uh, Jorge, I know yours is a little different because you're you're kind of involved with the network before you came uh, to GCC. So talk a little bit about uh, and and you and I talked about this last week uh, at breakfast, but. Uh, talk a little bit about why you felt it good uh, and helpful to be a part of GCC, though you were already a part of a, of a different network. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so when we decided to plant Grace Family Church two years ago, um, actually three years ago, two years ago, we launched here in Rogers Park. Uh, North American Mission Board uh, was the... Uh, or the SBC were the partnering um, uh, just uh, ministries and networks that we came alongside of when we planted back in Miami. Okay. So uh, there was some familiarity there. Uh, we weren't stepping into foreign ground. And from what I've noticed um, back from my church planting days, the church that we planted in Miami is an urban church. Um, our church of Grace Family is an urban church. I said, you know, it, it, it looked to me like Nam had a really good launch pad to to plant an urban church in Chicago. Now, uh, two friends I have in the Nam network are John Kelly and Jason Draper, and uh, they just kept sharing uh, the benefits of GCC. Uh, this strong pouring into the, the health of the pastors. And, and we all collectively believe the same mm-hmm. thing, that healthy pastors uh, are able to shepherd and produce healthy churches. And, and I think healthy churches are also able to give birth to healthy churches, right? And so um, that just really resonated with me. Uh, we, we felt like we needed both my other elder and I, a, a, a stronger backing of support mm. to continue to plant in our urban setting, since it takes longer credibility and time, uh, to, to establish deep roots in a transient mm. neighborhood, multi-ethnic, etc. And so when I started engaging GCC in conversations, just exploring the possibility of coming alongside I just loved the metrics, uh, these kingdom metrics. I also, um, I also really gravitated to, to be honest with you, um, uh, the, the, the strong leaning to continue to learn um, how to plant in urban settings, how to how to continue to raise, um, you know, minorities and uh, the nations amongst our people here in the United States for. For leadership as church planters so uh, especially what happened after george floyd the stance that gcc mm-hmm. took in engaging in conversation this learning posture to me as a hispanic latino 
that was gold uh, because it showed me this is something that we continue to grow together. That's fantastic. And I was thinking, uh, actually, as we were in the middle of our conversation, that quite by accident, uh, we have Ryan, who is uh, you know, born and bred in America. We have Julian, born and bred in Canada. And Jorge, who is born in South America and bred somewhat in the southern United States and now uh, now lives here. And this really is a microcosm, I think, of who GCC is now, but also uh, what we're what we're hoping God will do uh, with us. And that is reach beyond any single locale, any single country or region uh, and truly make this uh, a global impact network. And I think you guys are a good, good representation of that. Um, so you guys got any, any questions or comments for each other? I mean, do y'all need to dog out on each other's sports teams or anything before we go? Hey, Ryan, man, how close are you to the beach in Florida? <laughs> I'd love to take a vacation over <laughs> hey, uh, well, <laughs> Especially come January. <laughs> living at the beach here, I, you know, you're, if you're in Fort Walton, you're, you're no more than 10 minutes away from the beach. So you're typically no more than two or three minutes away from a body of water at about 10 minutes from the Gulf. So you're always, always welcome. I, I love that, right? Well, brother, you know, I'm going to, um, Hey, we're, we're, we're recording this, right? Yes. Marty. Yes. Okay. Hey, 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 Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for the invitation, man. I'm going to be there next week. <laughs> so I'll have to give you her email. And then she can just begin to, you know, we'll, we're, we're building a house right now. So we'll have two available bedrooms. So I'll let her kind of schedule that out for the next year. Uh, <laughs> but as long as we have a bedroom, somebody's welcome for sure. That is awesome. Yeah, th thanks, brother. That's I, I love that. I, I, I always wonder, Ryan, if, if living in Florida is, is like the equivalent of having a pickup truck. Like, you know, when you got a pickup truck and everybody, when they need to move, everybody calls you. I feel like if you, if you got, if you're going for a vacation, everybody's going to call you, right? Hey, you got, you got yeah, a place. Well, I'm, gl I'm glad Julian, you made that connection. Cause I used to think back in college and in, uh, in seminary, I'd get asked to move all the time. And, and I would tell people, I was like, man, I got three things going against me. I've got a pickup truck. Uh, I like to work out and I'm a nice guy. And because of that, I would always get called to move. And so I got rid of my pickup truck, but now I do have the equivalent of being at the beach, right? So I, I guess that's the new thing that I have to offer. Now, I mean, now I have more friends than I've ever had in my life. That, you know, people that I didn't know I was close to that apparently I was really close to. So it's <laughs> I love it. Now, Jorge, you're, you're only uh, the most 10 minutes from the beach and usually three minutes from the beach, but you're only 30 seconds from an alligator at any point down there. Yeah, that's right. I, 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 although, you know what, man, after experiencing Miami and doing ministry in Miami, it still, it, it's, it's, uh, it still strikes me as odd that I see seagulls in downtown yeah, Chicago. Dude, I'm like, yeah, what is this? This, this? Lake Michigan ain't a real beach, but... <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it suffices. Yeah, yeah there's sandwich parts left on the ground, ground, though. That's what it is. Oh, man. Well, guys, thanks so much for hanging out today. This has been really, uh, it's been fun and it's been beneficial. And I know that uh, folks who listen are going to be encouraged. And when we all get together again as a group, probably at the Senior Pastor Wife Retreat, then uh, – they'll feel like they know you even if they haven't met you yet. So that's going to be, that's going to be really, really helpful. So um, thanks for hanging out and God's blessings on you guys the rest of the day and the rest of the week. Thanks, Marty. Thanks, Marty.
Thank you for listening to Launch, the GCC podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, why not take a moment to do that in your favorite podcast app? Also, rate and review the podcast when you get a moment. That helps us with search results and recommend us to your friends, maybe other pastors that you know will benefit from the content from this podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our website if you haven't done that already. It's gccollective.org. That's gccollective.org. And there's a lot of helpful information. There's articles. There's how you can join the GCC, whether a church planter or an existing church, and plenty of other content that'll help you grow spiritually and encourage you in your leadership journey. 